Hi, this is James Mercer from The Shins. This is Shirley Manson. This is Lowe Tolhurst, co-founder of The Cure. This is Huey Lewis giving you the story behind the song. The story behind the song is back with an exciting second season. We peel back the layers on music's most iconic hits with legendary artists like The Killers, Heart, The B-52s, Violent Femmes, Jewel, Huey Lewis, Modern English, and more. To keep the music flowing, we'll be sprinkling in classic episodes from our archives between each new one. So check out the story behind the song wherever you get your podcast. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Consequence Podcast Network. Hello, and welcome to The Spark Parade, a show where I geek out with artists and entertainers about their cultural spark of inspiration. I'm Adam Unz, at Spark Parade, on all social media. Thank you so much for joining me. Uh, my guest this week is rapper and vocalist Rex Life Raj, and his spark is Kid Cudi's first studio album, Man on the Moon, The End of Day. Uh... This was a very special conversation for me. Um, as I've mentioned before, these chats are always so much more fun and rewarding when they're with a super smart and insightful person like Raj. And um, it's always great to talk to somebody who's as passionate about music as I am. Uh, we really got a chance to dig into this album, and we also chatted about Kendrick Lamar and Kanye and lots of other stuff. So let's just dive right in. Quick Rex Life Raj facts. Berkeley, California rapper, producer, vocalist Rex Life Raj, born Faraji Wright, found his love for music by way of his church upbringing and the encouragement of his mother Linda. While Linda nurtured his creativity, Raj's father Otis taught him the beauty and challenges of being black as well as the value of hard work. His latest deeply personal album, The Blue Hour, was released on July 15th. Of The Blue Hour, Raj says, This album is about transition. This album is about grief. This album is about experiencing every emotion and not running from them. This past year and a half have been so insane and I could make another 20 albums about it, from losing my parents to moving out of places I grew up in and made me who I am, all while trying to maintain some type of balance and sanity. It is a brilliant album, and I really urge you to give it a listen. Uh, quick Man on the Moon facts. Man on the Moon, The End of Day is the debut studio album by American rapper Kid Cudi, released on September 15, 2009. A concept album narrated by fellow American rapper Common, it follows the release of his first full-length project, A Kid Named Cudi, and is the first installment of the Man on the Moon trilogy. The album debuted at number 4 on the Billboard 200, selling 104,000 copies in its first week of release, and it later became certified double platinum. And there you have it. Without further ado, here comes my chat with Rex Life Raj about Man on the Moon. Do you remember hearing this album for the first time or being turned on to it or um, whatever? Yeah, so I grew up, my parents had a delivery service. And so I was just in the car a lot, just delivering around the Bay Area in the back. And they would play KML a lot. And I remember when Day, uh, Day and Night came out. Day and night, that Lonely mm -hmm. Stone is free. And I remember that. I'm like, God, this is crazy. Um, and then I remember I went home 
and I just like slapped it and I was like yo this is hard you know it's just different you know what I'm saying what year did that come out in what year did this come out in 2009 2009 yeah yeah I remember being in the way where was I and I remember is that where I heard it I might be tweaking because now that I'm thinking about it we were playing this like super a lot in in my freshman year of college you know, and I feel like I did hear it on the radio because it was like a radio song. And then I just remember just, I can't remember what happened after that, but I remember my freshman year of college just like playing it in the dorms a lot. You know, like we were slapping it. Right. I was slapping it even more because I feel like it was kind of a more introspective album once you kind of got into it. Because mm-hmm. Day and Night could kind of be, you know, like it's a radio record, like I said, but it could kind of just be anything. It's a party record. It could be a lot of stuff. But then when you go into the album and really like experience the depth of it, I was like, wow, this is hella different. I had never heard nothing like that really. Yeah. So I was super intrigued. Yeah. And like, I think Day Night was on a mixtape before this album or like the song was out there in the world. That's kind of what um, convinced Kanye to sign him. And um, so that had been kind of bubbling up under the surface. And like you said, I don't know if it's necessarily that representative of what the album is as a whole but right. it's not like it it's out of place it kind of you know it's like this slow build to that big moment and then it kind of transitions into the second half of the album so it feels really natural right um and i think when you hear it on its own you don't because it really has a dark undertone to it you mm-hmm. know what i'm saying when you really listen to it but if you hear it by itself it's just like dinner like a smoker song you mm-hmm. know what i'm saying but in the context of the album, which is why I really appreciate albums, even though I feel like they're kind of dying. But like in the context of the album, you could really like make more sense of that record and see truly how he was speaking on it and where he was coming from. Right. Yeah. And that um, I talk a lot on this show about uh, kind of pining for the days when people actually still listen to albums. And um, this kind of thing in particular, where it's like a concept album, it's something that's meant to uh, be listened to in its entirety. Like the songs definitely stand on their own, but um, you know, it's like very autobiographical. He's talking about his life, kind of progressing through different issues, his relationship with his family, his, you know, mental health, his relationship with drugs and alcohol, all those kinds of things. Um, and like I said, you can you can appreciate these songs individually, but it's a it's a very different perspective than the one that you get when you listen to the whole thing. And I don't know if we're ever going to get back to a stage where people have the patience or the uh, you know bandwidth to <laughs> sit down and actually listen to albums, which is a real shame. It's um, crazy. What's crazy about this album too is I feel like when it first came out, if I remember correctly, like I had illegally downloaded it off some site, and it was in um, like I made a playlist for it but it was not in the correct order mm. and so like i said i would listen to that album all the time it was one of my favorite albums ever i would just listen to it front to back and then i remember when it was on dsps or whenever it got to a place where it was like an actual album that i could listen to it online i would play it and it just wouldn't feel right because it's mm-hmm. not the order that i grew up listening to it <laughs> you know yeah. i'm saying like this is how he wanted us to take it in like for sure i'm looking at it right now and the intro is in my dreams in, in my memory, in my dreams, is Denver like track eight. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, so it's like when I experienced this album on 
DSPs now is a totally different experience, like more like what he wanted me to get from it rather than, you know, just some bootleg shit I did. Right, right. And that's, it's so funny that you uh, mentioned that because coincidentally, like I used to, all of my music used to be from illegal downloads. Sorry, music industry. Right. Sorry, everyone. Sorry to you as They're a musician. They're making <laughs> a lot of money. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, uh, I remember specifically having that experience with 808s and Heartbreak that, you know, it was an album that um, had been announced a long time before it was released and there were a billion different versions of it. And so Kanye would like finish a version that would get leaked. And so I'd have it in my mind that that's the version of the song. And I, the same thing happened where like the version of the album that I thought was the final version absolutely was not. And so I'd hear those songs on the radio and be like, where is yeah, that it, synth it, coming from? It? Yeah, yeah. Just like right. a completely different experience. Um, sure. So I guess it's worth waiting until the actual <laughs> album is released. But there's, there's also something, I mean, I think that's one of the good things about people having a bit more say in how music comes to them is being able, you know, it's like people making playlists and stuff where your experience of the music, your experience of the order that you play songs in and what songs get played in in that playlist, um, it's all up to you. And it's like you're the DJ now. Um, but then the flip side of that is not actually experiencing things in the artist's intended track listing, intended format, whatever. I think that's what people usually do at this point, especially for any artist with a fan base. I feel mm-hmm. like people are going to run through the album a couple of times, maybe one time, but then they just pick, you know, pick what they want at this point. And I understand why on a, on a major level, like you see dudes like Chris Brown who drop albums, it'll be 30, 40 songs, mm-hmm. which is because he knows like people not listen to it. But then you got people like Kanye. I mean, I'm sorry, people like Kanye as well, but Kendrick who are doing full concept albums. Like right. you need to really probably listen to that like five times. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? To really digest what he's saying. But at the same time, I feel like he also has records like Rich Spirit that he knows is like, this is for the playlist. You know what I'm saying? I'm still saying what I'm saying conceptually and I'm taking it there. But sonically, I know where this belongs, you know? So I feel like it's a balance of both being an artist, like how you put the album together. Right. And I, I feel like Cuddy has the same uh, idea that or you know can be listened to in the same way that it's like there are these standout tracks that are clearly singles um but it's not like it's three singles and the rest is filler it's just a different feeling to the rest of the album um and i i still think uh especially with artists like kendrick where it's like um i think people are more willing to really engage with the album as a whole than they may not be with other artists. And I think it's like someone who, you know, won a Nobel prize, like all of these things that that people think of him as, uh, it's like literature as much as it is music. And you, you feel like, you know, he, the things that he's saying, the thought process is so complex and the lyrics are so dense that you it just pulls you in. You want to hear more. And, um, you know, with, with Cuddy as well, it's like storytelling. Um, and when you have like a chapter that you pulled out, you want to hear the rest of the story. Yeah. And I think even when you think of dudes like Kendrick, I feel like he's trained his audience to, to do that. Right. Like ever since I can remember Kendrick, I feel like I got hip a little late. Like I got hip uh, section 80, mm. but it was all that it was all conceptual from, you know, day one, mm-hmm. the kid, Mad city, everything was, 
a story like you said it's it's almost like a movie you know what i'm saying he's painting pictures so i feel like over the years it's just how you train your core audience to take in your music you know what i'm saying because people on the outside are going to just get bits and pieces and hopefully it hooks them enough to dive in and take it in like everyone else but you have artists like kendrick who's like no nah, like it's deeper than just the music it's a story behind it it could it could be a movie it's the narrative that goes with it it's just like this whole it's really an entire world you know mm -hmm. that you need to experience and i feel like when he comes out people are expecting that from him sure. right right and it's it isn't um just you know one particular concept that's being explored it's not one particular story it's like uh a volume of stories and they're interconnected yeah. And seeing how they relate to each other is part of the joy of it. But also, um, you know, it's about his personal life. It's about his politics. It's about current events. All of these things come into the music. Um, and I think that's what gives it such broad appeal and what commands that kind of attention is that it is this really um, rich, complex information and and also just like amazing songs as well like you can't have um you know really complex content and then boring music that nobody wants to listen to it's the the fusion yeah. of the two things and um yeah it's it's done so brilliantly as well i feel like kendrick is really good at giving you like a really in-depth exploration of like the the inner city black experience on a deep level cuz i feel like a lot of people who are not from the places we are from they connect to the music because almost in like a way um it's almost like you know how you i hate to say this but how you look at like animals at the zoo and you're kind of like observing it like wow that's fucking crazy you know what i'm mm -hmm. saying like oh they're living like that's how they're living that's crazy and i feel like it's more what a lot and i feel like that's the appeal of like gangster rap and shit like that it's because people are not there but they it's so personal and they put you in it and it's just really directly in your face like damn it's crazy and I feel like you have Kendrick who's an extension of just like yeah that but I'm going to take you so deep into my mind and the subconscious and paint it for you so broadly like you said it's damn near literature like I've read Kendrick shit you know on paper just mm -hmm. sometimes to make sense of it because like you said it's so complex but it's like the way he um just brings his world to you to me is just so insane and like when he did good kid mad city i was just like man it like to me yeah, it's music but like i said it's for sure a movie because the picture he painted was just so vivid it was so crazy mm -hmm. and there's so many experiences me as a nigga from that it's like bro everything he's saying resonates so deeply with me because i've been in each of these experiences and so for you to like be able to you know put that into music so vividly and give it to the world i feel like that's one of the you know that's one of the craziest gifts you can have for sure yeah and that's another thing that's a real uh recurring theme one of the kind of foundations of this show is um art as a mirror and a window so saying like representation being so important having black audiences being able to listen to these albums and say see themselves in popular culture feel included in the conversation feel like there are artists out there who are telling their stories and then also people who are not black being able to hear those stories and getting some insight into uh what kendrick's life is how he grew up um and also how he's been affected by fame 
um, you know, the, the changes in his life from when he was growing up to now, all of those things. Um, so yeah, like having, having both of those functions, uh, in, in any form of art, I think is, um, is a really amazing thing. And he does both things so well. So getting back to Cuddy, um, uh, another thing, um, in addition to sharing that kind of, uh, storytelling, having this concept album, it's something that is very, um, it's like a cohesive whole, but it's also a million different things at once. And he's almost genreless. It's like, it's, it's hip hop and it's kind of pop and it's kind of like grunge um there's like all of these different flavors coming in and it's like a reflection of all these different facets of his personality um and just being able to feel free enough to say i'm not one thing i'm you know the expectation from the industry maybe is to put yourself in a box and make yourself marketable and say this is what i do this is my lane and it's a rejection of that. It's saying like, I am a complex person and my music is going to be just as complex as I am and my tastes and all of that. And that really shines through. Yeah. I think literally what you're saying is correct. I think that's what I got from it. It's just like, I am period. This is what I am. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like when I first heard it, that's why I was so attracted to it. Cause, um, it was so different you know, and he was taking risks that I was like, damn, this is crazy. I don't, I've never really listened to this type of shit. You know what I'm saying? Like it's certain things that are in a pocket sonically that I'm used to, but he was doing things, like you said, like from the way he did his melodies and his harmonies and, or he'll just bust down 30 seconds of humming. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And that's my favorite shit. Like when he started humming, I'd be damn near finna cry. Like this nigga is humming his ass off. Right now. Like, <laughs> the, he was the first nigga I know that got on the track and just, and i'm like jesus christ and i remember what's crazy about it is like he used to do that a lot like that was in his music like the hums and stuff and then he went for a period of time like he would do it every now and then and i feel like it was on indica he dropped it and it was either it was either indica or man on the moon three but one of those he did and it was like track 12 like and I'm listening to it like, God, this is hard. And then it just breaks down and he goes into these like spiritual like hums, bro. And I really was like, man, I almost start crying like this is so hard. But yeah, like that's why I like Cuddy because he just like, he put me in, he put me in a place to be like, yo, you could take more risks. You could do things, you know what I'm saying? Paired with his interview and how he spoke on it, like spoke on just like them trying to put him in a box and make him a rapper when technically he's not. He's exploring all these different genres. Um, I think for me at the time, it made it more okay for me to take risks. You know what I'm saying? He made it cool to be you and because he was very much himself. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? He wasn't really pandering to anybody. He was very much this kid from Ohio. The music sound like what he said. It sounded like he was in his room, in his head, on drugs, trying to figure the world out. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like I feel like the expression from the music, you just got it so clearly for me in a way I had never heard before. And it inspired me so much to take risks and it inspired damn near the whole rap game. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like it was that powerful that you just, you see the lineage of it anywhere you look. And I think for me, that was just super important to see somebody that was 
genre list and and just really doing stuff from the heart like real art from the heart time for a quick break because somebody's got to keep the lights on around here but we'll be right back when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Just the about the humming. I uh, when I was you know um, doing a little research before this, I found this infographic that like breaks down this album and says, you know, this many minutes rapping, this many minutes singing, blah blah blah. And then there's a section that like shows where the humming comes in and the percentage of the album is humming and whatever. It's amazing. Um, Please send me that. Yeah. <laughs> That's fucking hilarious. Please me. Yeah, it's That's just like hilarious. somebody with way too much time on their hands. Every right. like element is broken down. It's like which words he says the most. Like crazy. Um right. but yeah, and you know, I uh in reading stuff about the um creation of this album and and the lead up, uh, you know, the the work that he'd done before and thinking about the artists that he was inspired by, and he talks about people uh, uh, like the far side and, you know, Trey from the far side who had a similar thing where it was like kind of half rapping, half singing. And there was, it was all kind of mushed up, um, uh, kind of back and forth between the two, but he takes it a step further. And it's like you said, I, I think the impact that he's had on the whole industry is so apparent and starting from, um, you know, the work that he did with Kanye on 808s and Heartbreak, that that was like, you know, a, a bit more specific because it was really auto-tuned because Kanye, I think we all know, can't sing for shit. Um, but uh, taking the, you know, Kanye credits him with inspiring that album and inspiring the tone of it. And then... Um, using you know his voice in so many different ways on his own album and it kind of showed other artists that they didn't need to limit themselves and open these doors and allowed people to say i can be successful without having to put myself in that box yeah no that's real and you know people hate when i say this but to my favorite Kanye album is 808 and Heartbreak. That's my favorite Kanye West album, bro. I love that album. Mm. And I remember when it first came out, people hated it so much. You know what I'm saying? But I just loved it. Because it was one of those things, too, with Cuddy. What he taught me was, because I came up like a rapper, rapper. So I'm mm. just like lyrics, you know, like I'll just be hell like, what are you saying? Like it, a lot of times I can't even listen to shit if to me it's like you're not really saying anything. Mm -hmm. um, but Cuddy was one of the first artists 
in the rap genre to me that was rapping because I don't think Cuddy necessarily has bars and he's the best rapper, but Cuddy is a feeling. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like he's literally a pure feeling. He, like I said, he can come on and sing and hum, but the feeling and the tone of what he's doing is so resonant that it just taught me to just like, yo, there's there are there's a language beyond words that you can express through melody. You know what I'm saying? And he was the first artist to really like, nah, bro, for like 30 seconds, I'm just going to kind of like hum and rap at the same time and just kind of like express myself, but you feel exactly where, where he's coming from. And I think that translates really well to what you were saying about it all in heartbreak. Cause I feel like a lot of that was in there too. Cause it's times where you just feel Kanye just kind of like cut loose. You know what I'm saying? It's mm-hmm. not necessarily what he's saying. It is what he's saying, but then there, there are just moments of pure feeling. And I feel like that's what Cuddy taught me a lot was like, just, you know, feel sometimes it's not always logical and saying the right thing but it's more so how does this tone feel how does this melody feel are you feeling it as you're saying it are you expressing that so i feel like that really came across yeah and like 808s and heartbreak i mean i love that album too and i think it's from a time in kanye's career where he was you know basically at the height of his creative powers and he was taking these gigantic risks for somebody that famous and that successful and that powerful to just say, fuck it, I'm going to try this thing that is completely different to what I've done before. And I know already that people are saying they hate it before they've heard a single note. And right. he did it. And even though it was divisive, it was still a huge hit. He made tons of money from it. Um, so and in retrospect, it makes so much sense. Totally. You know yeah. The game kind of went that trajectory, but also on that same album. So I have a song on, on my new album called new normal. Mm-hmm. And so for the longest, when I was listening to 808 and heartbreak, I did not know coldest winter was a song about his mom. Mm-hmm. I didn't learn that until later in my life, you know, and then I went back and listened to it and it's very much about his mom but you would never know unless you know the story. Yeah. And so I have an album. And so like that inspired me to write this song on my album called New Normal, where it's literally that same concept. It it displays itself as a love song until you know the narrative and story behind my album. Then it's clearly about my mom. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I, that's why like, to me, that album has so many different layers. And it's once you learn more of the story about it and you can make sense of the you know the order and the track list and what these songs really mean like that album inspired me a lot yeah and it's you know again with cuddy like on man on the moon he's just there are songs about his dad and um that kind of autobiographical slash confessional slash you know these are the thoughts that are in my head um it's so personal and it's it's really affecting hearing someone speak from the heart like that um and yeah, I, I you know when you were talking about Cuddy not necessarily uh, being the best rapper in the world, that it I think the difference in my mind, like Kendrick being the poet laureate, being this you know uh, he he writes literature, he's like a, a titan of um, not just rap but of you know the poetry it's like the you know it's this exalted thing and with cuddy it feels like having a conversation like let having someone like a friend tell you what's happening in their life it feels really personal it feels really intimate and um it's just a very different way of telling a story but they're equally great they're you know it's uh it's just a different way of getting the same kind of result 
No, I agree for sure. Um, and like I said, I think it goes back to to me, like Kendrick is just more of a a logical rapper. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like he sings and does that, but it's very much like you said, storytelling is very wordy. Like you need to listen and pay attention. But to me, Cuddy is a, a feeling. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like you get the words from it and you feel the words a lot of the times, but like I said, he can get on there and just do harmonies and hum and you would to I would be just as touched. You know what I'm saying? For whatever yeah. whatever realm that is. And that's why, to me, I know music is spiritual because that doesn't make sense to me logically why I feel that kind of stuff. And he's not even saying shit. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I just think they, you know, they've mastered the art in two different ways. Yeah. And there's something with Cuddy about, like, throwing in those melodic elements. And, you know, sometimes he's actually singing. Sometimes it's like rapping melodically, like the... uh the lyrics are coming in a, a a fashion that is evocative of rap, but it is being sung. Um, so it's this kind of middle ground in between. And there's something that's very emotional to me about like that fusion of styles and and hearing him kind of pouring his heart out in this way that's um, like rhythmic, but also melodic. Right. And I feel like, too, when I think about, like, I don't know how Cuddy is in the studio, but when he make, from what I hear, he seems like, um, you know, how some rappers punch in, like they don't really write. Mm-hmm. Cuddy, to me, that's what I get from him. Like a part of the beat will play and he'll be like, put me in the booth and kind of whatever comes out, kind of comes out. It sounds like he's very much, because a lot of it is raw. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? It just sounds very raw. It doesn't sound like, all right, let me do that over. All right, let me do that one more time. Let me try it. Like, I didn't do this five takes. Cuddy sounds like, very much like whatever feels good like like a fucking molly you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. like in this moment this is just kind of like what i feel like saying and i'm expressive and on the other hand when i think of like a kendrick is more of like a i'm sitting here play the beat for about an hour i need to really be meticulous about what i'm saying when i rap it i might do it 10 takes because mm-hmm. it's a certain emotion i really want to get across it's more almost like uh yeah yeah i don't know i just feel like how I experience them is very different, but they're both just as powerful in their own right. You know what I'm saying? Right. And both so open and share so much of themselves with the world. But it does feel like Kendrick is a bit more, I don't know if it's thoughtful, but it's like, there's a, it's, it feels like he's really processing every word. Like he wants to make sure. sure that he's saying things in exactly the right way. And it's very right. careful. Whereas right. Cuddy, it just feels like this. He's just opening his heart and it's like, it feels like emotion. it's like freedom. You know mm, what I'm saying? Like that's mm-hmm. one of the things I get from Cuddy is freedom. It's certain artists that just exude for, and, and Kendrick does it too in his own way, but I'm talking about sonically, you know what I'm mm. saying? Like there are artists that are really sonically free. Like you think of, Cuddy, you think of like the young thugs or people in that realm who are just like, you know what I'm saying? And to me, that was a skill I had to learn because I think I'm more in line with the Kendrick of like, I need to write this out and really think about it. And then I've been in studios with dudes who are in that other world, you know, Mm -hmm. where it's just like, bro, in this moment, it ain't no right or wrong. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is what I'm feeling right now. And this is what I'm going to say. And I'm not going to overthink it. But I feel like when you start writing, you know, you get a little more critical and stuff. But I think it's, um, it's a beautiful thing to see, you know, how he creates. And, and that's to me why art is so clean. Cause I get all this shit from it that I have no idea what his intentions were behind it. He could be, he could be in a studio just like Kendrick, you right. know, writing it down, you know what I'm saying? And I'm right. just applying all this thought to it. But 
um, that's what I get from it. And it inspired me in, in all those different ways. Yeah. And, you know, I think that's, that's the way it goes with any artist that you think you project your impression of them onto them and say, right. he's this kind of person. This right. is his process. This is the thing that he's trying to say. And it could be something completely different. It could be he's, right. you know, playing a character and what we're seeing is not who he is at all. But, you know, I, I don't it's think a, that's the case. Beauty in that yeah. Too. Yeah. Yeah. That. yeah. That kind of shit used to trip me out a lot. You know what I'm saying? Like, but I also feel like that's also a gift to be able to create a character mm -hmm. that you that is not you that the you know the world to be receptive of. Like yeah. that used to trip me out. Like I used to meet artists and they would not be who I thought they were, you know, from Instagram or the internet. And it used to be weird, you know what I'm saying? Because I feel like I'm very much myself and I deal with a lot of artists who are very much themselves. But then I had to look at it like, nah, bro, that's crazy. You know what I'm saying? That they could just formulate a whole persona that, especially if it's not on like pure clout shit, like doing like Takashi 69 shit, not that kind of stuff, mm. but just a, a personality in a way with music that they know will resonate to the world. That's a gift. Not everybody could do that to know like what people like this to sound, even though this is not me. I know what to give you and I know how to create this. So that's also a gift. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, um, like you said, I mean, I think all, all ways, it, you, however people arrive at that destination, um, right. delivering this work that makes us right. feel things and that we connect with, um, right. all roads are valid. For sure. 1,000. <laughs> uh, Thank you so much. This has been sometimes these conversations, you know, it, it's, it's like we have this seed of starting with whatever work of art means something to you and it goes in different places. But I really love being able to like get into it and kind of nerd out about uh, music, especially. So this has been a real joy. That's what it's about, man. I love that shit. It's, it's yeah. so music is crazy. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. We'll listen to it one time and never talk about it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So to have these conversations is tight. I appreciate it. Yeah, I appreciate you. Thank you so much for making time for Thank me. Thank you, man. All right, take care. All right, man. Bye-bye. So good, right? Thanks so much to Raj for chatting with me. His fantastic new album, The Blue Hour, is out right now. And you should listen to it. And now for a dramatic left turn. My spark of the week is... The new Chippendale Rescue Rangers movie on Disney+. Plus. Wait, come back. It's really good. I started watching it because I watched the original cartoon as a kid, and there's plenty of opportunity for 90s nostalgia here, but it's also hilarious and very adult. I mean, um, kids can watch it too, but there's so much adult humor that will go right over their heads. It's got a voice cast led by Andy Samberg and John Mulaney, and it's just an absolute delight. So please trust me and watch it, because it's great. And that is just about that. Please follow me on social media at Spark Parade. Please tell all your friends about this show. And please have a delightful week full of fun and adventure. And until next time, bye. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 
Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.